G'day, mate. Struth. Yeah, we're back. Nice shift football, a point one episode, uh, which means Aussie chat, which means A-League finals, which means the snoozer, I mean, socceroos and whatnot. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you want to start with this, Tommy, but uh, apparently you've got a nice list of notes there. What and whatnot. That's brilliant. That's the best way to describe the fucking well, it's, socceroos. It's Aussie footy chat, so we can say <sighs> shit like whatnot and durry. I don't know why I'd say durry and- on here, but... You could if you wanted you know, I'm to. Back on, I'm back on the Dari Sam. No, I'm not. Are you? Anyway. Okay. No, I'm not. Anyway, no, but the Socceroos made me fucking feel like I wanted one. Oh, yeah. God, these guys suck. Don't they suck? Uh, Graham Arnold sucks. I don't know if the Socceroos <laughs> suck as much as Graham Arnold sucks. We're describing a team that has just gone for the first <laughs> time, eight out of eight in a qualification tournament, uh, yeah, tournament, a setting. And we're like, these guys suck. I fucking, I'm back to the days where I hate watching this team. They conceded a goal to Chinese Taipei for fuck's sake. <laughs> I try not to swear that much, but God, they just infuriate me this side. And it's, I'm, not, know if I'm it, not sure we swore at all during the Europods. So this is good. Uh, there was a couple, I reckon. There was maybe a couple. But Isn't uh, it I don't, funny how Australia and Adelaide make us want to just. Oh, just let fucking loose. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yep. I, uh, I don't know if it's also because the games have just been in like the middle of nowhere in an empty stadium. But uh, even if these, if these games were here, I think it would have just been even more angsty and frustrating because we're just like, yeah. So the style, there's no style of play at all. There's no, it doesn't look cohesive at all. It's just a bunch of players thrown on the field. I don't know how we lined up last night, but when I checked the app, it said that Trent Sainsbury was playing centre midfield. He was playing DM, yeah. You're kidding me. He played DM. <laughs> when we've got all these other... We're already qualified and we've got these other players in the squad that we could have a run, like Riley McGree, for example. Riley McGree. Why? James Holland. Why? James what? Holland. <sighs> yeah, very... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, what, yeah. what did you... I didn't watch the Jordan game. I saw the red card and I saw the goal, but... Um, what did you do? You have the any, thing, the, just the thing about the Jordan, you're leading this. The thing about the Jordan game is the conditions, and it was it was an exceptionally hot. It was 41 degrees. Um, you and I, we've both played in 41 degrees before. Yeah. Um, obviously, during preseason in the summer, you can't you can't function, uh, and yeah. they're professionals, but you, you still you can't function. So it's yeah. not really a proper football game at that level. You'd attest to that. You've played many 41 degree days. Oh yeah, <laughs> in an Rough. Adelaide summer. Yeah, yep. it's ridiculous. Uh, so I get, I you know, I get why we were maybe, and we were already qualified as well. So I understand perhaps, and the guys are in off season too. So there's a lot of variables that are playing into this. Yeah, um, but I think, am I right in saying all that our frustration is a build up of the three games, not just this one, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's an execution of you know they take all of the A League players out of the final series and they they continue the seasons of all the guys in Europe. And for what? What are they doing out there? There's no discernible yep. style. There's, like you said, there's no substance. There's no yep. idea. It's it's so weird. Harry Sutter is our second top scorer in, yeah. in the qualifying period. That's like, what, what does that so tell you? concerning. That's so concerning. What does that tell um, you, man? I don't. I didn't take. I watched. Um, I watched minis of most of the games, and I tried to take notes on shape and stuff and. Have a look at what how they were setting up and things, but 
it does look like we we played all three games this time around in a different formation. Um, I get that this is like yeah, the first. Did. I get that this is like the first kind of early part of the group stage where you can tinker with personnel and stuff. But I would have thought he'd have a setup locked in at the moment, and just generally, it is worrying because I, you still want to see the side hit their stride going into the next lot of games. Um, you don't want to be messing around with it here and then getting to the next qualifying stage and going, shit, which one am I going to use? We should already know which one we're going to use. We've, we've had friendlies. You can use friendlies for that. I get these guys haven't played for a long time. The soccerers haven't played for a long time. But it concerns me that we played three games with three very different-looking shapes. Not so much the personnel. Oh. I get that. That's fine. Um, the, That's shape, fine. Though, the shape and style, yeah. What is it? I'm uh, we, we don't concerned. have an identity. I mean- it's and, and it's funny because Graham Arnold isn't a coach that goes out to counteract um, opposition managers. Like we saw with his Sydney FC team and even with his Mariners team, they played a certain substance and style throughout. And so for him to be so bereft of what is the number one function of the team, and the, the thing that really the thing that really irritates me the most is that we had Ange Postacoglu seven years ago in a qualifying campaign who lost some of these games in this in this first qualifying round yep. because he was consistently trying to play a singular style, a singular formation, and he was trying to find the right players to fit that system. And yep. he was chastised to the point that he quit. Yep. And now we have a manager that doesn't have an idea of what his best 11 is, of what the best style is to play. And we saw that player in the Asian Cup because he did the same fucking thing where he did not play the same players in the same positions every week. And it wasn't to counteract an opposition manager or an opposition's team because he didn't know what was his best team. And we failed dismally in that tournament. And sure, we've won all eight games of this, but we have not played in any manner that suggests that we are going to contend at the World Cup. I think uh, without sounding, without being too arrogant about it, we should probably be expecting to win all eight games at this stage of qualifying. This I is what we, we Japan did. So we moved, we. we moved to uh, we moved to Asia to progress as a footballing nation, so that we're not just battering teams like American Samoa and Tonga, the old enemy Tonga, um, Vanuatu, Vanuatu, um, <laughs> you know. But also, um, you know, we should be winning all these games. So it's not too much, like. We have, we have won these games, which is good, but we should be doing it in a certain manner, I think. And I'm not saying we need to go and win every game 10-0 or absolutely batter these teams, but these games, Chinese Taipei aside, looks like we've just limped over the line in a lot of them. The thing, the thing scorelines are often misleading, aren't they? In yeah. that you, can, you could win 6 or 7-0 and maybe not even play that well. You could maybe just Chinese create Taipei. a few chances. Exactly right. We can. We scored five goals, but yep. what did, what what did we do throughout the game? Because the nothing concern, that suggests. Yeah. Yeah, the concern comes from Chinese Taipei is the perfect example because, yeah, we scored all these goals, but how many chances did we leak where it was like, oh shit, and then you went, oh no, it's Chinese Taipei. But had it been a better side. It's like, oh my god! Like they could have, they would have just punished us. Um, We'd have been buried. Can you imagine if we 
had currently just gone to the Copa America like we were meant to in this state. Yes. Great Can you call. imagine? Can you imagine it? We would, we would have been fucking wrestled, man. It would have been a disaster. Because I watched, I watched, was it Argentina Chile yesterday? The 1 1 draw? Uh, I think watched so. Yeah. A lot of that. yeah. I watched a lot of that. And that, you know, compared to us against Nepal or compared to us against Kuwait, it, there was yep. absolute, there's no comparison. We would have been smashed, man. Maybe the yep. players would have performed at a higher level because of the, you know, the, the stature of the tournament and maybe the weather is a little bit different as well. But, no, you know, nonetheless, we're not competitive with the South American nations right now, no. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where we go from here. I guess we move. There's another group stage, isn't there, for World Cup qualifying? We go to the tough this ones. This tough. is the one... This is where this is we almost missed uh, out last time. Yeah. And this is why these results at the moment are concerning me. Not the results, I should say, the, the, the play, you know? Yes. Like we just said, we don't need to repeat it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, there, was, there was a funny moment in that game, though. How, for everyone, that, for anyone and everyone that watched it, how did that guy not get, how did um, that guy not get sent off? The headbutt guy. I don't understand. Yeah. The number 23, the headbutt's Bayage. It prob- there probably should have been second? there probably should have been two red cards there for the Jordanians. Uh, Jordanians, so you say it? Yeah, I think so. Jordanians. That's that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. But they'll tell you is, if not. It's not just one of those face two players putting their faces against each other. It's a it's a headbutt, um, and then the other player that comes in and like swings one and pushes him down. He obviously got a red card, but they probably both should have. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of questionable officiating throughout this uh, these last three games that we've just played. Um, I know the referee in the Chinese Taipei game let a lot go, almost like charitably. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. come on, guys. Like, you know, Australia winning by like four or five goals. So, like, I'm going to just give you a talking to, you know, please don't do it again kind of thing. Um, yeah, interesting. The three 0 down foul, but that's those are the kind of things that are dangerous because yeah. then you end up in a situation where the, that Jordanian uh, Jordanian player comes clearly over the ball, and then yeah. initiates multiple headbutts on Beige. It wasn't just one; it was like two or three. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it only stopped because Beige theatrically threw himself down. <laughs> well, did he? I think so. I don't think any of the headbutts actually caused him to do No, no, that, but, but that's not why he goes down. He went down when the other players... Oh, because of the punch. Yeah, he ran in punch. and like, there's that photo of the guy's fist against his cheek. Like That guy does doing? punch him, yeah. Yeah. He punched <laughs> him and he got, accordingly, was sent off. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I really Thankfully, got. Thankfully, we, yeah. we don't have to play these guys again now nah. until probably Asian Cup qualifications. So yeah, best of luck to them. I mean, they're filling up every Australian football pages social media feed. So it always happens. It's great. It's good fun to. It's good fun it's to scroll funny. through online. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The they same are with the salt personified. Same on all the Australian cricket pages with the uh, subcontinent, yeah. <laughs> the subcontinental Asia, Bangladeshis and Indians on there, just giving us shit. I love it. It's funny. It's good seeing the the Aussies that can't take a joke on there. Hilarious. No. Getting getting stuck into a, a debate with like uh Gaurav <laughs> from New Delhi or something. Like, what are you doing? Why are you engaging? Where's 
<laughs> we're supposed to be the banter kings and all of a sudden one person bites back and, and we're just <laughs> like, nah, we're not having it. Oh, piss off, mate. <laughs> yeah, piss, piss off, off, mate. Piss off, mate. You're a bloody I'm idiot. the only one that can make jokes. Yeah. Yeah, it's truth. <laughs> all right. Well, you're pretty much leading this conversation because uh, I don't have any notes this week, but uh, where do you want to go from here? I think we should go into Adelaide, Brisbane. Adelaide, Brisbane? The boys are on the mark. Can you believe that we fucking won this game? Adelaide for the I first time. First time in their club's history, uh, in our club's history, uh, winning an away final. How good does it feel? How good was it? it? Just, and to knock over Brisbane, who have never lost a home final as well. Yep. Everything's set up. The conditions were perfect. Yep. Um, Goodwin missing, Yangi missing. Somehow we win. Somehow we win. Um, it's because we have the best number nine in Australia. So, <laughs> so Carl says. Um, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I always you, believe. You're ready. Always. In, all, in all seriousness, uh, that is why we signed Tommy Urich for goals like that. He just hasn't done it. And he's waited yeah. till now. No, no. And he's popped up <laughs> with two. Brilliant number nine goals um, and got us that huge win into a semi. Prelim. I don't know what the fuck uh, we call uh, it in Australia. Oh, we're through I to the next one. it's a one. semi. Yeah, whatever the next one is. And if we win it, we're in the grandy, the big dance. The big dance. If we no, win the it, we're in the dance. big dance. The big dance. <laughs> the big dance. Yeah. We- Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I never doubted Tommy Urich once. I've, throughout this did. campaign... Been his number one. Don't lie to our good listeners. (laughs) Stop lying to them. Stop lying to their ears right now. Uh, Yeah. He did exactly what we thought we were signing. Yeah. But every week he should have been doing it. But this week that he he did do it, they look like goals from the highest level. They are good. They are good goals. Um, If he goes on and does it again this week and we win and then does it in a grandy, imagine like... Had had as a player ever had such a disaster of a season and then gone on to do such great things like, you know, a long way away still, but it's we can dream. We can dream. That's what we're doing right now. I, I would, if he did that, I would campaign for a statue of Tommy Urich out the front of the stadium, for yeah. sure. Not even our stadium, that new shitty one they're building for the fucking tennis and netball. <laughs> that's where I'll get, that's where I'll put the Tommy Urich statue. Tommy Urich statue's on Memorial Drive. Yeah, we've, exactly. we've had a lot of uh, Memorial Drive statue promotions on this pod, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. considering there's no football stadium there. More than we probably should. Uh, yeah, Nothing um, happens there. No. What a, what a game of football, I guess, um, for an Adelaide fan it would have been. Um, we did the typical thing where... Uh, I guess it wasn't typical of us to go 2-0 up, but it was typical of us to look like we were going to blow a lead. And we somehow clung on right to the very end. Delianov with some huge saves. Jordan Elsie was phenomenal. Um, Mikko yeah. Jakobsen, phenomenal. Um, yeah, excellent. Just, I love this team. They're not always brilliant. Sometimes they're terrible, but I love them anyway. <laughs> it's like a good relationship. It's like, most of the time, they're everything you want. Sometimes they piss you off. Sometimes they do shit. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck did you do that? Yeah. Why have you done this to hurt me? But overall, 
where we are now, uh, you know, our league position, not exactly where I wanted us to be. I thought we would finish second, but okay, I understand that we had that end of season dip. Yeah. But to finish in the top four for the finals, that's pretty good. Yeah. That win, that, that Brisbane win in and of itself, really good. I'm really pleased. I did not expect it. I was so pessimistic when we went 2 0 up. I thought we were going to lose it. Yeah. I was so sure that they were just feeding us false hope. And then, you know, they actually clung on. Louis Dorigo off the line did a massive clearance after Delianov was beaten. There was a lot of moments like that with Jordan Elsie, who just continually, I think, astounds fans and people, his detractors, people that don't appreciate what he does. Because in moments like this, he is the one that is, you know, he was, he's the one that is representing every single fan in the stadium. Yeah. Because he is the most fan of any player. And he's yeah, the one that's going absolutely. to dig the deepest. And he did. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't really... I guess we've, we've, we've kind of... You've kind of said everything there. I don't really have anything else to add. Um, just basically ecstatic with the result. Yeah, looking forward to this week. I'll throw, I'll throw a couple of things at you. Let's do Tom it. Tom Aldridge started at centre-back for Brisbane. Um, horrifically exposed by Tommy Urich. And then it comes out, uh, it was only his third start in 12 games. He's battling with a hamstring injury. Did Brisbane's selection play into our, into our hands? Uh, yeah, maybe. It might have. Don't know. It depends whether he was able, whether he was sprinting at top speed or not when Juric whizzed by him. I don't know. You couldn't, he couldn't possibly. He was so slow. I didn't think Juric was that fast. Yeah. No. I I don't know. He leaves Um, him for dead with one move, man. And he starts a good three meters behind the halfway line where Aldridge is. He smashes him. Yeah. Um, It might have helped us. Yeah. Um, The squad selection. You weren't extremely happy that Cavallo wasn't picked. How do you think it it pans out? Well, obviously we won, so it's fine. But, um, but did we did we win that convincingly? We were pretty much. If you look at no, XG's I don't think stats, I don't we think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I still think if if I could go back and pick it again, I'd still pick Cavallo. I think. Yep. Instead of who? Louis. Instead of Louis, okay. Well, one day starts. One day definitely starts. Yep. Uh, and, and Steph starts. Steph starts. So yeah, it's it's yep. Louis. Yeah. Unfortunately, okay. I you, don't say that because don't... I don't like Louis. Don't get me wrong. Of course, I, lo- of course. I love Louis. I just think uh, Louis is like we've said before. He's the same kind of. He's obviously not the same quality yet, but he's the same style of player as one day. He's a six, a holding midfielder. Yeah. Um, I just think the balance is better when we've got Cavallo in there. But yeah, I reckon Louis had his best game in months. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic on the weekend. Yeah, I probably still would have picked. I probably still would have gone with Cavallo. But yeah, that's fair. I um, I almost think I would have went with Cavallo at left back because I think Yavi Lopez was exposed many a time, and I wonder um, if that maybe I a wonder bit, yeah. because. And just to bring this into, we're going to play Sydney on the weekend. Cavallo played left back in the victory over Sydney. And I wonder if we try and operate the same way, not recreate what we did against them in the that big defeat we had a few weeks ago for one. Yeah. I uh I think 
what plays into that is not having Craig Goodwin. Obviously, one of the yeah. reasons we've really enjoyed yeah. Javi Lopez is he's, he's linked up so well with Craig Goodwin. And given that Goodwin's not there, uh, <laughs> sorry, Ryan Kiddo, but Javi Lopez is hardly going to have the same. <laughs> he's hardly going to be able to link up with Kiddo in the same manner that him and Goodwin did. So that kind of detracts a bit from having Lopez there, maybe. It just maybe. depends what you want to go with. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't think you uh, have to apologize to Kiddo given his headed chance on goal in the first uh, half. God. Which just left everyone wondering, what the fuck? How do yeah. you dress yourself in the morning? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> how do you how do you drive a car? How do you do anything? How do you how have you gotten to this point in your life? That's probably harsh on Ryan Kiddo, but um It is super harsh, yeah. It is super harsh. I think because he's obviously that we all know where we stand with Kiddo. Yeah. Yeah. He has to be at a certain level uh, of like fitness and physical ability, which he has. Um, Skill-wise, I think he – see, people – everyone wants him gone, but like who do you replace a player like Kiddo with? Exactly. He who are you is, bringing in to do his role? People won't like it, but Kiddo is the epitome of A-League depth. That is what Thank A-League you. depth looks like, and that's what you have to yep. deal with unless you have a player that you think can come in and do better than him, bearing in mind that Kiddo can do a job at left back, can do a job on the left wing um, or right wing. Um, you know, I think that keeps him there. His utility kind of use is handy. Um, but yeah, that's A-League depth. He's not going to be <laughs> a superstar. He's oh, going to yeah. have dud moments like that, attempted header. Um, I think exactly. o- over the years, I th- still think he's... He's far from the worst Adelaide United player there's ever been. Thank you. He's I think that's a great it. call. Yeah. That's a great call. Because, well, yeah, exactly. What is your alternative? Yeah. Your alternative is maybe a youth player of 18 to 20 years who hasn't played at the highest level, who cannot yeah. come into an elimination final scenario. Yeah. Because Kiddo has played many finals games before. He knows what it's about. He knows what sort of level of intensity is required. Yep. He is a really – and, you know, he has now started the last six games consecutively in this season. Yeah. And that is a really important thing to be able to have, to have a guy that hasn't played for six months to come straight in and to try and deliver a performance that is of the yep. level of his opposition. It, obvi- I, I, it obviously shows an element of trust. It obviously True. shows an element of trust from coaches. I don't know if I need to praise him anymore, but – I, I think, think he deserves just, a level of praise. I think he deserves some praise. Yeah, and I think we've done that in through way of uh, basically saying that that is, you know, he is, a, yeah, he is A-League depth. That's his praise. He is, he is what a uh, squad player at A-League level looks like. And there's no shame in that. That's fine. There's no shame in that whatsoever. Someone has to be that guy. And you know what? Supporters in this country are always going to hate those players. And yeah, we do it. We do it. We're a victim of doing it when we watch games. We go, oh, kiddo, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, if they put someone else there who's worse, we're going to rip into them anyway. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he does his job. He's horrible with the ball at his feet a lot of the time. (laughs) But um, his continuous, well, this just, it just plays into our people will not recognize the his ability to still work 
and be at that fitness level and have he has a lot of pace, which I think coaches love. He's very quick. Um, and I guess he's good enough. He's kind of in that Coletti situation where we know he's terrible with the ball, but you can probably rely on him to do a defensive job a lot of the time. Which is exactly what Coletti did when he came on because he yeah. was fantastic. He really did make us look more assured, I thought. And that was a real, yeah. you know, when he came on, we were thinking, oh, come on, bring Cavallo for fuck's sake. What are you doing? We're 2-1. Yeah. We need to get another goal. But maybe Veer did the right thing. Maybe Coletti is a guy, which we have yeah, said previously, can come on and close games out. Um, I don't know if we looked more assured with him in there, but um, I definitely that is definitely the use of that is definitely what you would use Coletti for. Um, I don't know if we looked better having him there, but yeah, I thought we looked better if we were going to defend. That's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of um, you know if you are defending Coletti's the sub you go to, the midfield sub you go to is Coletti. Fair. Uh, strains ball into Tommy Urich for the first goal. We have waxed lyrical about Ryan Strain all season. Yep. Every single game, he has had an individual contribution that has been so pivotal to an Adelaide United performance. Yep. That pass is exquisite. Yep. <laughs> it was. Um, He's just picked at his tit, man. Yeah. This guy's had a ripper season, an absolute ripper season. He's been unreal. Um, I feel like I'm just repeating myself every week, but been absolutely good with this. So guy. we should because in the past, we could... in the past, I've I wouldn't say I didn't like him. I've I've always liked him playing there. I just thought you know, you know, if someone better comes along, you know, but he has made himself the someone better. If that makes sense, he has gotten yeah. better. He's just risen another level, and is yeah. We're just repeating ourselves again, but he's just been exceptional, been brilliant. He just he looks he looks a different player this season. He looks yep. a player of another level, like you just said. Yeah, and I'm so I'm so fucking pleased for him. He's yeah, obviously absolutely. put the work in in the off season, and it is is reaped rewards because he's been so pivotal to everything good about Adelaide United season. Yeah, and so so we should talk about him every week. I think last week we contemplated, you know, we repeat ourselves a little bit because there has been repeat performances by singular players that have got us over the line. But Jesus, man, that yep. ball is so spot on. It's just fantastic. The entire goal is brilliant. It's such a brilliant goal. It's a great goal. Both were great goals. Um, yeah. Which, funnily on. enough, Ryan, Ryan Kiddo sets up that year at second one. He wins the ball in the left-back position, advances forward one touch, plays him. It's almost like it's a set. I almost feel like it's a set move. I think we were set out to try and exploit Aldridge's uh, weaknesses, which is his pace. I guess and it we just tried to exploit how high Brisbane was sitting. He was he was so high, wasn't he? Yeah, I guess. And not yeah, well, they, they weren't expecting to lose the ball in that area of the field. I guess I don't know, but yeah. What else you got? Yeah, we beat. We beat Brisbane, and that's what I'm so pleased about. Uh, we have oh, the last thing on just the Adelaide Brisbane game. I'm not sure if you noticed this. Um, the Brisbane Stadium guys, it doesn't matter who scores the goal, they're gonna play the after goal chart. <laughs> I didn't Did you hear, hear it. the stadium music. No. 
<laughs> it was Blur's song two, and they played it twice after Tommy Urid scored. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> did they really? Seriously, they really did. They really have to go back and listen to that. That's hilarious. It's just been quiet. A handful of Adelaide fans. Wow. Wow. So good. It was so good. Oh, shout out to the Adelaide traveling support as well. They were so loud. Both the goals. Yeah, that was awesome. Love that. Um, they're chanting in the last ten minutes and final stages. Awesome as well. Love that. I'm seeing red fans. Fans at away games. It's so good. Yeah. And you can see it resonates with the players as well because they, they're they in the change rooms replicating the chants from the stadium. Yeah. You see, uh, the Jordan Elsie story on Instagram, them yep. chanting, you know, the AUFC, sha-la-la-la. Like, yeah. That is so the good. players absorbing what the fans do. It's just everything we love about this team. Yeah. And God bless them with this Sydney game because we could either get belted, we're either going to lose 5-0 or, you know, we're going to win this game somehow. Yeah. Remains to be seen. By a very fine margin. Yeah. Remains to be seen. I have no thoughts on it. I don't want to. I've got nothing. Let's got not nothing. predict it. Let's nah. not predict it. We'll leave it. Fuck it. We'll, we'll leave it. React talk to about it. it next week. Yep. What do you got? I think the next thing we should talk about is the Adelaide United Club Awards. Yes. What did you. <laughs> do you know who won and who I, won what? I know who won the. I think I know who won all the awards. Um, all right, we should go through them. Yeah, let's and go see what them. you think about them. So, the Aurelio Vidmar Award went to. Is that for the best player? Yeah. Yeah, so that uh, went to is Ben it, Halloran. Is it for the best player? Or well, because there's an award that comes up. There's uh, an award that comes up later that maybe sort of encapsulates the best player. And what's it called? It makes me think the. Uh, what's, what is it called? Not it's the called the. Player. No, it's called the Travel Members, which is obviously the sponsor. Yeah. But after that, A-League Player of the Year. Travel Members, A-League Player of the Year. I know who won and it that makes one. You want, yeah, I think. but it makes but you I, wonder. I think the Vidi one is the club like best and fairest, isn't it? Wouldn't that just be the player's player? Which is won by a different person than Ben Halloran? No, no, I don't think so. I think they give the Vidi one is for like best and fairest kind of thing. Okay. Which, so what's so, the A-League's well, player of the year then? Let's just, uh, well, I just read it as the members player of the year. I don't know. Like, because members vote, don't they? Oh, is that what it is? That's what I wasn't sure. Maybe it that is. That makes sense. And that does that make makes sense. A, it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> But so right. if let well let's say we just discuss Ben Howland as the best and fairest winner. As the best and fairest, yeah. If that's what it is, I am quite surprised, to be honest. Uh yeah. Big yeah. time. Big time. Um, I don't know if this is some <laughs> sort of we could probably do a rigged or shit here. Rigged or shit, Halloran winning it. Rigged to keep him. Make him feel loved. He'll stick is that around. What this is? <laughs> That's where I've gone. <laughs> oh, Where's he going to go? I bet I don't know. But honestly, like this guy did not have a great season. I don't think. But maybe, maybe we no, got it wrong. Maybe no. we got it wrong. <clears throat> no, but if you look compared to last season, he's almost half as good as what he was. Yeah. So 
how many how weeks? How fuck is this a season? How many weeks this year were we like, what the hell is with this guy? Like, he's so good, but yeah. never does it. And then some exactly. every now and again he does it. So I just don't know. I don't know how he's got that. Like, oh, congrats to him. We don't mean any disrespect to Ben Hallen. Obviously, we praise <laughs> Ben Hallen a lot. To be honest, we're just frustrated that he doesn't do what we know he can do all the time. You know what I mean? So the amount of t- the amount of times we've said no disrespect to Ben Halloran. <laughs> no disrespect to Ben Halloran, but for fuck's sake. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. But yeah, I get congrats to him. Yeah. Good on him. Um, but yeah. Congrats. There because you go. honestly, I think I think he is the best player in our team. I think he's better than Craig and Tommy. Uh, and I don't I don't Steph. Think he is, but he's in the top few, yeah. I reckon technically... I don't think he's a a better footballer than Craig because I think you have to look at his overall game as well and his overall game has a lot of piss weak, (laughs) soft, (laughs) lazy efforts in it. You know what I mean? And that's part of him as a footballer as well. Technically, yeah, very skillful. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Has more caps than Craig. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I get... Well... We just talked about how much we don't like the Australian coach. So, who do you, who won the uh, A League Players Player of the Year? Players Player. Yeah, I always love this. This is my favorite award. This is the one you want to win. This is the one you want to win because your teammates vote. Um, it was was it Jordan Elsie? It was Jordan yeah. Elsie, and how could it not be any more deserved? So deserved. So deserved. There'll be people out there ropeable about that. But they will. You know. Yeah. They'll be stringing him up. But he, yeah, he has had a fantastic year. Yes, he makes the odd mistake, but what A-League football, like what footballer anywhere in the world does not make mistakes throughout a season of football? An entire season of football. Precisely. Yeah. I just precisely whatever. You're 100 percent correct. You could not have a more homegrown, um, you know, fulfilled talent than Jordan Elsie. And we yep. stood by him and he's repaid us tenfold. Yep. Absolutely. Um, he is such a great ambassador for the club. He understands the fans. He understands Adelaide. He understands Adelaide United. He understands South Australia. He's coming brilliant. From the, coming I, from the injuries, he's, he's brilliant. And to be voted. Yeah, what? To be voted out. man. To be voted our best player of the year by his like teammates is just that's incredible. I'm so happy for him. Excellent. He'll be absolutely stoked with this award. Yeah, absolutely. So he should. I'm stoked for him. So he should, man. Excellent. He's had a good season too. Maybe yeah. it would be up there with his best. Maybe not his absolute best, but he's been fantastic this season. And I'm yeah. really pleased for him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Travel members, Westfield W League Player of the Year, which is obviously the fan voted one. Which one was we'll this? Sorry, the W one. W League. W League. Oh, I read this and I can't remember. It's not Dorbs. Nope. Who was that? Who is our favorite Adelaide United W League player? Grant. It's Charlie Grant. <laughs> Charlie mate. Grant. There you go. Yeah. Nice. What a champion. Um. Yeah, love that. Very happy for her. Um, from the games we saw, excellent. What award was it? Just all round. I think uh, that was the 
uh, W League Player of the Year. W League Player of the Year. Voted oh. as by the members. There you go. And just, I think she's great as well. I think she encapsulates everything South Australia. I'm so glad that she got her move and she's starting playing well. She got the Matildas called up. Um, yeah, excellent. Charlie's brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. What a great player. What about the uh, members voted A-League Men's Player of the Year? I'm pretty sure I know who this one was, and I think we would have done the same. It's Ryan Strange. It's Ryan Strange, who should have clean swept every single award. But but, they shared him around. I'm okay with Elsie getting one. Um, Yeah, I like Elsie getting one too. Strain, yeah, excellent. Good on him. We don't really, we don't really need to talk about him again. We spent a lot of this episode on Ryan Strain, but yeah, yeah, we've already done it. Yeah, Uh, they've got a couple of interesting awards here, like Moment of the Year. Could you think of? I did see this one. Moment. Yeah, I I saw what this. I saw who won it and what for, and I don't recall it. Um, but I'm struggling, I. I'm struggling to think of my my moment of the year as well. Um, was it? Uh, it was Gauchi against Sydney. It was. Yep. True. Um, it must have been I don't, the win, I don't right? recall or the draw. Was it the uh, away draw? I honestly can't remember. What was your favourite moment of the season? Like, I honestly struggle to think of them, to be honest. I struggle to think of single moments right now um, because most of the moments that I remember the most are always, they're not so much about what happened on the field as what was happening off it. Like, was I watching it yeah. in the stand with you and like with other mates having some drinks or were we watching it together somewhere or was I watching it at the soccer club with the guys, you know, like I just, that's what kind of, that's why the first one that springs to mind for me is um, Gauchi's save against uh, Central Coast, the penalty save. The penalty save, yes. But then obviously we go on to lose that game. So, um, yeah, but I can't recall the Gauchi Sydney moment, moment, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, neither can I. It's it's a strange award, to be honest. It's a a strange award, but I think it's a really interesting award. It should be fair. You ready to go? Uh, what have you got? <laughs> I hate moments of the year. That's what I've got. Yeah, that was one for us. A league gold. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have an end of season awards or not? Yeah, and we can have technical difficulty moment of the year. And that was definitely it. Nah, I, I mean, can, there's been I a can few, edit. but that was definitely up there. I can edit whatever we need to. What have you got? Where are we up to? Uh, I think. Golden Boot, Craig Goodwin, raise, uh, Rising Star, Josh Cavallo. Yep. The last two awards. Fitting, fitting. Fair. Well, Golden Boot speaks for itself usually. True. And uh, Especially for a player that yeah. joined midway through the season. Young player, Josh Cavallo. Pretty happy with that. He should be rewarded and he has been, which I'm, I'm pleased about. Yeah. 